The Owner's Box is part of the In The Money Podcast Network. You can always log on to inthemoneypodcast.com where you can follow along. You can subscribe to the free newsletter. And not only do you have the Owner's Box, but also shows such as the Players Podcast, JK Plus One, The Matt Vernier Show, Redboard Rewind, Nick Luck Daily, Talk Racing to Me, In the Ring with Acacia Courtney, and Off Track with Maggie. So lots of great things to listen to. Just head over to inthemoneypodcast.com. Welcome to the Owner's Box. Now, here's Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Welcome to another edition of the Owner's Box. I'm Billy Koch, founder and managing partner of the Red Feather Racing Club. Joining me, as always, is the great and talented and fantastic Michelle Yu. Michelle, where are you today? That's so funny, Billy. I'm on my way to Delmar right now. Oh wow! So this is a car, a car podcast. This is a car pod for me. Yeah, a car because pod. we're hauling the camper down. I need a place to stay for the Breeders' Cup. Obviously, we all need a place to stay for the Breeders' Cup. And pre-entries were taken this morning. We are going to get all of the pre-entry information. We're going to talk about how disappointed I am that Beer Can Man didn't make it into the Breeders' Cup Turf Sprint. We'll talk about that in a minute. But before we do that. We have a very special guest on the phone, Michelle, that you were able to procure, and I'm so excited to talk to her. Her name is Chris Walsh. She is the owner of California Angel, who will run in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Philly Turf. Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me today. Now, now this is, this is a real treat because... California Angel, George Leonard, became the talk of the town after her victory at Keeneland. I believe it was last weekend or the weekend before. Um, Chris, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into horse racing ownership. Well, um, you probably don't realize because you're in California, but Indiana has a great thoroughbred breeders program. And my husband and I moved to uh, southern Indiana Oh, probably about 20 years ago, and the neighbor was talking to us about what a great program Indiana had for thoroughbreds, and we had always been in quarter horses. So my husband went to an Itoba sale with him and came home with five mares, thoroughbreds. <laughs> <laughs> so those turned into 10 shortly after. <laughs> So That's that is how, how we got started. But what, I, exactly. You just decided to go to a sale and, and just get it done. How, what did you know going in? What, what, what was your plan <laughs> well, or we, did you just wing had, it? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Correct. We were quarter horses. We raised some Appaloosas. We had a Western store and a riding stable. And we gave all that up when we came to Southern Indiana and decided we just wanted two riding horses. Well, that quickly changed after he came home with five broodmares. So anyways, uh, our plan was to see how the breeding program was and to try a new adventure in the horse industry. And we've had a great time for the last 20 years. We really have. Some nice uh, allowance horses, a few stakes horses. Um, and then Angel came along. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Michelle. Did you? I want to ask real quickly before we get into California Angel. Did you find the transition from quarter horses to thoroughbreds challenging? Oh my gosh, they're not even on the same planet. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> well, tell tell us the I differences. Mean, tell us the differences. I mean, they are totally different. 
I mean, quarter horses are somewhat laid back, uh, easy to work with, and thoroughbreds, we found out with our first crop of babies that they're suicidal from the day they're born. <laughs> That's the first thing. <laughs> Only if they're good, though. I think if they're slow, they Only if they're good, yes. And it's always the good ones that get hurt. <laughs> but anyways, yes, they're just a totally, even handling them, the tack you use, everything is different about a thoroughbred. Uh, but we have learned to love them and they're just amazing creatures absolutely <laughs> now you you obviously breed your own or at least bred your own but you picked up california angel and a sale can you kind of walk us through the whole relationship of uh you and george <laughs> and then how you came across this philly yeah it is it is i mean a dream come true uh george we've known george for years and it wasn't until last year we had a two-year-old that we placed with him we had always wanted to have one with him uh and it just worked out and he was injured oh just shortly before he started so that we retired him and uh he's in minnesota right now but anyways uh we didn't have anybody with george then so george kept telling us about the ocala two-year-old in training sale because it was the end of the season, uh, there was a lot of good buys there. Mm -hmm. And we said, hey, George, um, if I give you a budget, can you find us something that you can train? And he said, sure. So we gave the budget. We talked about it. Never looked at a program. I mean, a sales catalog, anything. I trusted him totally. The last day of the sale, he called me and he said, I think I finally found your filly. And I said, oh, a filly, that's great. He said, yeah, I got a California chrome filly for $5,500. Wow. wow. And I said, George, does she have four legs? <laughs> <laughs> and she like a three-legged horse. Right. <laughs> I was like, are you for real? $5,500? And he said, well, yeah, he said I'm not kidding you. Yeah, what was that? The was... budget was, the budget was actually 20000 and uh, wow. he's been 5500 so he's a bargain shopper. We like that. <laughs> well, do you remember what, George, when he called you, what he liked about the Philly? And obviously, yes, the, you, your reaction was yes. completely correct. What did he say he when he bought said, it? He said, she is an athlete. He said, I have no idea why she has been overlooked. He said, I've looked at her x-rays, her scoping. Everything is there, and she's got this beautiful eye. And I said, George, if you like her, where, I mean, I'm good. He said, no, you don't have to take her. And I said, no, we want her. That, so anyway, yeah, we were just so excited. And she came, she came off the trailer. My husband, Alan, he met the trailer there at the barn. And he called me and he said, oh, my gosh, she's gorgeous. He said, she's not only a good looking girl, but she's fancy. You know, the three white socks and the big strips. She looks so much like her daddy. So we're very excited. About two weeks into training here at the Indiana Grand Racetrack, George came to us and he said, he said, I'm really nervous. He said, this filly, I think, has the quality to be a champion. And we're wow. like, sure, George. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, really, you know, he's one of those trainers that loves all of his horses and, and we're good with that. And it was like, okay, you know, we're glad that you think she's got potential. And he said, no, I'm not kidding. 
I think she's a champion. <laughs> so he got us excited. And then came the conversation about where we're going to run her. And he said, you have a decision to make. He said, you can run her here at Indiana Grand. They got an open race, you know, five and a half furlongs um, for 40000 But I think we should run her at Keeneland for 127000 It's like, seriously, not Keeneland, but I'm sorry. Kentucky Downs because they had just opened. Right. And I mm-hmm. said, you think she can compete at Kentucky Downs with all the turf horses? He said, yeah. He said, I don't think she cares what service she runs on. So well, that was my next question. That, so it, it was just a, it was like kind of a monetary thing, but you weren't specifically thinking turf. He just thought no matter what she runs no. on, she's going to be fine. He's, yeah. He said, I've looked at her mother's race record. She was a turf. And Chrome didn't seem to mind running on the turf. And he said, I really think if you're going to break your maiden, you may as well go where the money is. And I said, you know, she's Kentucky bred. And we had made sure that uh, she was KTDF. So we got the extra funds, you know, if she won there. And we were just excited to go. And, oh, my gosh, my sister-in-law and I, (laughs) we went out on the course. And I said, oh, my God, this is like a hay field. It was like eight <laughs> inches tall. <laughs> it looked like a billy goat course. And I'm thinking, I hope she didn't break her leg. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it, oh, was, it was crazy. Yeah, but it's, if you've ever been to Kentucky Downs, it is an up, it's hilly, and it's wide. It's like being in an open field. It's probably almost again half as wide as a normal track and they keep the turf really long so it's probably eight inches tall so i'm thinking oh my gosh i hope she doesn't get lost out there (laughs) (laughs) and she she actually looked like yeah she got lost at the beginning of the race and then she made that then she made that big giant run like give us give us some of your what what are you thinking like when they turn for home at kentucky downs they're still like you know a, a mile to go but what are you thinking when you steer start to take off on the outside and they announced just as she started to take off they announced the time and i think it was 22 and change maybe maybe it was 23 and he said oh the race is over she hasn't won and i'm thinking Okay, George, she's very last. I hope you know that. <laughs> I mean, she's dead last. <laughs> and then she made her move. And, you know, you just stop breathing at that point because she just made such a bold. And I thought, oh, I hope he doesn't use her up too quick because the stretch run is all uphill at Kentucky Downs. So I knew she had that burst of speed around everybody coming into the turn and around the turn. But then there's that big hill to climb, and I'm thinking, oh, we've used her up. And she just she didn't care. She just kept on coming. Yeah, we were very excited. Oh, I can only imagine. This is Chris Walsh, one of the owners of uh, California Angel, who's headed to the Breeders' Cup. But then you had one more step, because then after the win at Kentucky Downs, you had to figure out what to do next. What were those conversations like with George? Well, George didn't want to take her right from the maiden special into a stakes race. And he had pinpointed the Keeneland race for her. He was hoping he could get, you know, usually a horse, especially two-year-olds, their second race, they're a little bit jittery and nervous. And so he uh, scoped out Churchill and they had a nice uh, race for her. 
So we put her in there, and it was an experience for her because the crowds were bigger. In fact, there was a band, uh, mariachi band, playing, like, next to oh the paddock to her. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, she's going to love this. And she was she was a little bit nervous. Uh, in fact, she uh, hit the gate twice after they loaded her, thinking it was opening. And then when it did open, she was, like, flat-footed. She didn't know what to do. And... She finally came out, but she was a little bit late and kind of wove her way through traffic. Um, you know, if it had been six and a half, I think she could have won it because she was just getting her steam up. But, you know, the truth of it is, is she's really got a really good burst of speed from the gate when she gets that opportunity. Now, Bayrano in the Keeneland, she really broke well. She was right there. But he decided to take her back and just keep her out of trouble until he could see where she could move around and get out there and go. So I'm hoping that he does that a little quicker in the British <laughs> Cup. Chris, can we talk about like, the race at Keeneland? Don't wait so long. <laughs> yes. Chris, can we talk about the race at Keeneland? Because, I mean, top of the stretch, for sure, George didn't turn around and say we're winning this now, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, he thought it was, oh, and I'm thinking, and I seriously, where they had us seated, we actually thought we were sitting in front of the finish line. And at that point, when she crossed that line, she was second by like half a head. And we said, oh, my gosh, she got second. That's awesome. And everybody's still screaming, and the jockeys are still riding, and it's like, where is the finish line? <laughs> and it was like 200 yards further up. And she actually won. And we were just so like, this is this is too cool. It, it's, <laughs> Definitely. It is too cool. I mean, we're talking about a horse that was bought for $5,500 and wins uh, the Keeneland yeah. winner you're in to get to, the, to get to the Breeders' Cup. I mean, at that point, what are you, when you're on your way down to the, to the winner's circle, what, what are you thinking? What, are you thinking Breeders' Cup? Are you thinking we just won? Are you hugging everybody? What, what, what is, we like to talk about experiences well, here. Well, yes. I'll tell you what. I was holding my eyes because I thought I was going to cry. And I'm thinking, George was right about her every step of the way all along. How did he know that he had this kind of horse? Because, you know, we work with other trainers, and they usually know the potential of a horse, but he just had her so pegged. Uh, I was just kind of amazed by that, too. I was like, this is actually happening. <laughs> Did you? So I, Michelle makes fun of me. Breeders Cup. Yeah, Michelle makes fun of me all the time because well, I cry. Actually, so it's okay. Let me cry. tell you how that came about is actually it was our jockey, uh, Raphael Bayrano. When we were at Kentucky Downs, he said to me, if I've ever ridden a Breeders' Cup horse, this is it. Wow. And it was like, yeah, and that's what you think. Wow. And he said, you are going to have so much fun with this filly. And I kept thinking, wow, that's really something. And then... His agent called uh, George, and George said, you know, it's on my mind, and they talked about it, and everything has fallen in place for us to be there. 
and it couldn't be smoother. And that's what's a little frightening too. It's like everything has led us to this moment that we're coming to next week. I just knocked on wood for you. And because that, that it's very important that everything goes smooth. Tell us about your plans for Breeders' Cup. When are you coming out? Have you been to Del Mar before? Do you need um, any advice? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. I've never been to Del Mar, but I've got to tell you a little snippet here. The gal that made my silks that Angel rides in uh, made them two years ago. And I called her and I said, you know what? I need some blinkers and I need another set of silks because we only have one. And I'm running this horse, California Angel. And she's a California chrome filly. She said, do you know I made all of California chrome's silk? Oh, wow. She oh, said I made cool. all of them. And I said, oh, my gosh, this is another sign. So she's actually, we asked her to join us. She's just actually going to join us. Her name's Stephanie. And she's oh, custom silk. And I think she's got a shop there at Golden Gate Fields. But she's going to join us as our guest there at Del Mar. That I'm is to meet her. That is so cool. Chris Walsh, owner of California Angel, here on the owner's box. This is, listen, I, Michelle, I don't know about you, but I have the chills right now. I, and, I, I have, like, little tears. Yeah, a couple, couple things, Chris. I, I'm going to give you a couple insight. Um, you know, I don't know how much you know about me, but we, we won a Breeders' Cup back in 2004 with a horse that was a very, very inexpensive purchase named Singletary. And... It sounds. I know who Singletary is. Yes, yeah. and, and and also <laughs> our show and Michelle will back me up. We have very good karma on for people who come on our show, and you are going to now yes. have awesome. a, a a very big karmatic push uh, for California Angel. This is really really exciting, and I could tell how exciting you are. You you are. Are you going to be at the draw? Are you going to participate in all the Breeders' Cup activities? No, actually, Alan, my husband, and I are taking Angel to the FedEx uh, terminal to be shipped Monday when the drawing's going on. George is going to be there. He's coming out Sunday night, and he wants to be there when she gets off the plane Monday. So uh, Alan and I are going to take her to the airport, and then we're going to hop a plane Wednesday morning, and we'll be there Wednesday afternoon sometime. That is, I mean, how excited are you right now? How, how, just give on a scale you know of one what? to 10, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being, I'm so excited. I can't sleep. Oh, no, I think I need medication to sleep. You're asking too much. If you think I'm sleeping good. No. Did you, no, have no. you looked at the, have you looked at the field that came out today? And like, are you doing an analysis and like, Hey, who do we have to beat? Like, are you getting into it? <laughs> Well, I will. Uh, we are here at the track. We just watched the pre-entry show on TVG where they were showing, you know, who was out and who was in. And, you know, we have the two contenders that were second and third, which are super, super horses. This is a little bit shorter race, so we're going to have to be, you know, ready to go from the get-go. And we looked at some of the previous races, and it looks like speed seems to hold out pretty much throughout the whole race at the Del Mar track. I don't know if that's playing out this week, but we will find out. <laughs> that's good. Chris, I got to ask, when you're cheering on California Angel, what kind of a rooter are you? Billy is like a, he kind of blanks out. He's a program slapper. 
I'm a yeller. Oh no, I'm a yeller with my fist. I mean, <laughs> fist yeller. Hopefully nobody's in front of me yet. I mean, I'm like, <laughs> I'm whipping her. I'm yelling. <laughs> yeah. Do you yell? Do you yell yeah. for the jockey or for the horse? Do you say, "Are you a come on angel no. or come on Rafi?" I'm a come on. Yes, I'm come on angel. Yes, yes. That I is. She is the one doing the work, so I'm going to cheer her on. <laughs> this is this oh, is this is such yeah. an amazing. It's... You know what? And I've I've got to say something. Yeah. I can't help but feel, even down to her name, that we've had divine intervention throughout this whole thing. I mean, we we talked about a bunch of different names, and George kept saying what an angel she was to work with, and finally Alan said gee, why not just call her California Angel? And it was like, oh, my God, that's a great name. And every time I look at her, I think, could you really be an angel that's, like, here to help us, you know? I just, yeah, she's just a real special girl. Very quiet, very humble horse. Well, we can't. We that. can't see. We can't. She's perfectly named to come to Breeders' Cup here this year. Absolutely, I know. Yeah. If they had Peb drawing, she'd be on like a surfboard, right? She'd be like a you know yeah, a surfer yes, chick. Yes. I think this <laughs> and is. She's cute. You she's know, really a good-looking girl. Chris, this is this is so inspiring. I think to a lot of people, including I mean, even me, and I, I've been in this game for a long time. When you can find a horse that is just like you said at the beginning, overlooked. And and turn her into a potential star and a and a Breeders' Cup starter. It, it, there's a certain amount of of I think it's is it pride. I don't know what it is, but how do you uh, yeah. what do you describe? How do you describe it, it to is. our? I guess it's like it's like it can happen to anybody. That's what's great about this game, right? Yes, and you know what? That is what has kept the game for twenty years. Is it can it can actually take you from the downs when you have a horse that you love that breaks down to the very top in a matter of moments. And there's no other game like this. I mean, it really isn't. I mean, especially, you know, the ones that you breed and you watch the babies grow up and they're on the farm. And with her, that she's just a two-year-old watching her develop. I mean, I'm sure she's going to be better next year. And we're thinking long-term, you know, when she does retire, what kind of babies is she going to have? I mean, we're already thinking about all of that. So oh, that's, we're excited. That's amazing. Chris <laughs> Walsh, uh, California Angel, George Leonard, we are now fans. We will be there rooting for you. I <laughs> hope we you. get to say hello and, and meet you at some point. We really appreciate you coming on the show today. And best, best of luck next week at the Breeders' Cup. Thank you. Thank you. Luck is a big part of it. We all know that. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on your show. All right, Chris Thank Walsh. You, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Have a great Bye. have a great time in Delmar. And we'll be right back here on the owner's box. Michelle, I have some exciting news. Okay. You ready? Tell me. Nick's go, the uh possible favorite for the Breeders' Cup Classic, is going to Taylor Made Stallions after his career is over. You know about That's Nick's exciting. goal? He's very excited. I, do, I know that he won a grade one at two, four, and five. Over $5.5 million in earnings. And he also put up the fastest mile time at Keeneland history when he won the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile in a new track record of a minute 33 and four. In fact, I think he set 
two or three track records. He set a bunch of track records. I just remember recently watching him in the grade one Whitney at Saratoga. He was blazing out there on the front end going 23 and change, 46 and change, one by four and a half under no urging. 111 buyer that day for Brad Cox. Michelle, this horse is real. Well, we'll get to see him in his swan song coming up in the Breeders' Cup Classic. Yeah, and if you're interested in learning uh, more about Nick's Go, contact Travis White at TaylorMade Stallions. We'll give his office number today, 859-885-3345. Nick's Go will be standing at TaylorMade. Michelle, you really, I mean, I, I have to give it to you. That was an incredible guest. Thanks. You know what's funny is I had seen George Leonard get interviewed, and I thought in the back of my head I'd love to have her on, the, you know, Chris on. And it kind of like skipped my mind. And then this morning, Rachel McLaughlin had posted something on Twitter. And I was like, oh, I wonder if she knows the lady that I can call her. So I have to thank Rachel McLaughlin for the assist here on, on hooking that up. And she was just, I mean, how, how sweet is this? I, had, I literally had the chills throughout the whole interview. I, I love stories like this. And I, it, I can't pound it enough. I said it to her right at the end that good horses come from anywhere. And, right. and we learn that over and over and over again. And it's crazy, when, especially when you come off these these sales that horses are selling for half a million and a million two and two million. And here's one fifty five hundred that anyone could have had. Yep. Anyone could have mm-hmm. bought this horse. So you know, how about two weeks later, George Leonard's like, "This horse is a champion." It's amazing. It's amazing. And I mean, I'm totally, cool. I cannot help but root for these guys. So I hope Me everybody too. who's listening puts a little uh, California angel on their. Uh, I did. I did see uh, George in a cowboy hat, and I read that he has like five or six of them, and that Chris had told him, splurge on a new hat for a Breeders' Cup. You deserve it. <laughs> there you go. That's amazing. Well, California That's Angel, so well, there were a lot of um, uh, their pre-entries for the Breeders' Cup were this morning, Michelle. I assume that's one of our um, uh, three things of note. No? Yes, absolutely. Well, one of the three things of note. And I, I didn't feel like there were any surprises necessarily when I was kind of going through them, Michelle. Um, did you? Did anything shock you or a horse that you didn't think was going to? I think nowadays. Yeah, remember, I'm and, shocked, actually. What I'll are you shocked? Honest, I think I'm surprised that Acclamation made the turf field when there's five grade one winners on the AEs. Oh, I didn't even realize that. That's good for Phil D'Amato. Yeah, good, good for Phil. Phil's already, I uh, think, in another race that he drew it off the AE, but... I mean, you know, it's nice to have acclimate around. We like him and everything, but there's literally two horses that won graded stakes this year, and he hasn't that I could think of. Interesting. Interesting that so, that's, that was your one take, and I, I missed that, so that I appreciate it. But I was I, I mentioned Beer Can Man at the beginning of the show, and it's just... it's. I know. I thought you were going to make the Yeah, beer. it's just, um, uh, unfortunately, uh, our, I think our resume, uh, as good, you know, especially with the disqualification um, mm-hmm. from the turf monster. We thought maybe that would push him up, but it didn't. And, uh, um, we are unfortunately not going to be able to run, but it is a great field. I'm looking at the turf spread well, you right never now. Know, Billy. I what? mean, you're only what your fourth or fifth on the A on the AE. Yeah, but we're, we're pretty far down. You were, we're fifth it's and there's a lot of things have to happen for us, but it is interesting that Casa Creed has his first preference in the mile, which puts, um, Caravel in and Caravel, we just actually, destroyed her in her last race so yeah uh, you know the, they look I, the the panel is very good we know a lot of these the racing directors and secretaries we have great respect for them and uh beer can man's only three and so hopefully uh he uh, he can next be year. in uh, next year at keeneland but uh, we really wanted to run at del mar and uh we won't get the chance it's disappointing but uh we we know we have a a, a good horse and he'll get to run hopefully in an allowance race on sunday so maybe that'll uh 
that'll be a, a nice, uh, you know. Well, that's it it, I mean, you're, it's still Breeders' Cup week. Yeah. So, I mean, that kind of yeah. counts, right? Yeah, that kind of counts. What did you think, um, you know, we entered uh, Estilo Talentoso in the Philly and Mare Sprint. There's only mm-hmm. right now seven horses that pre-entered. It's Bella Sophia, CC, Edgeway, Estilo Talentoso, Gamine, Proud Emma, and Truth Hurts. Um, just, do you think just everyone just scared of Gamina? Um, I feel like, yes, everyone's scared of Gamine and we know for sure that two of the Phillies didn't want to make the trip because of the way the travel plans are. Bell's the one and Sconson. Bell's the one and Sconson. Right. Um, and you know, for them, it's probably smart to stay at home if they don't think they can beat Gamine and take home. I think that finishing second or third in the Breeders' Cup is still maybe not as good to them as winning the Great State Right. right out of their own backyard. So you can't blame them. Is there um, one race other than the classic, Michelle? And the classic the is awesome. Is there one race the that like you're sprint. really, really excited about? The sprint, the sprint, the sprint, the sprint, the sprint. And just because of Jackie's Warrior, or do you think someone can can it's run with Jackie's it? Warrior? It's Doctor Shival. It's Following C. I mean, yeah. It's it's just it's a crazy good race in my opinion. I just think it's going to be like wicked, right? Yeah, I think it's. I agree. I think it's. I think it's a really good race. Um, obviously, uh, we don't even. I, I kind of. Um, Frenzy I, Fire too. Yeah, you, got, you can't forget him. Oh, I mean, and, and what about the is horse he going to attack anybody? What about? <laughs> is he going to attack anybody? And listen, these are the best horses in the world that are all going to be running in two days uh, at the Friday and Saturday of the Breeders' Cup. I'm I'm excited. I have to say I'm excited for the juvenile. Also, I really want to see Jack yeah. Christopher against Corniche and Rattle and Roll and Pinehurst. I think there's four really, at least four really, really good horses in there. I think that the. Mm-hmm. Um, I think even the juvenile Phillies is going to be interesting because we get to on the West Coast we get to see Echo Zulu who's been out here for Steve Asmussen. Um, ain't easy Billy, for Phil. Every race is it's, good. <laughs> it's really amazing, but it's so fun. And and if you're if you're out there listening, just take some time this week. Go back and look at old races. That's what I'm going to end up doing. I call it the Breeders' Cup Vortex of YouTube, the YouTube Vortex, and I'll, I'll probably watch a thousand races this week. I'll watch a lot of these races to see. You're right, Michelle. It's I'm so jazzed today. I mean, I'm just, oh my God, I'm just looking at the, the, what about the Dirt Mile where you get to see Life is Good against Eight Rings and Ginobili and Mind Control and Silver State. I mean. I think CZ Rocket is first preference there, isn't he? He's first preference sprint. Because he, is he? Okay. Yeah, he's first preference sprint. Because didn't, wasn't, okay, I'm thinking something else. Yeah, Yeah. that's. And then you got this freaking awesome Breeders' Cup Mile. I mean, can I just read you the Breeders' Cup Mile? Well, we know the big three from Southern California are the in big there, three, right? Yeah. Both Forza and Smooth Lake Straight and Hit the Road. Right. And then you get Raging Bull. You get Space Blues, who's awesome, from Ireland for Charlie Appleby. Space Blues is my boy. Right. You get you get In Love, uh, who just won at Keeneland. You have Got Stormy. How many times has she been in the Breeders' Cup? You got Casa mm-hmm. Creed. You got Blowout for Chad Brown. Blowout. She's been amazing. Quarter of Australia last oh, year. Oh, man. I mean, these races are awesome. Okay. That's our that's our. You know, three so things that's basically, of note. I don't know what uh, else That's to talk basically about. three things of note. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, no, that's it. I can just it. tell you what's coming up at Santa Anita for closing week. Yeah, this tell me, tell me, tell me. Okay, so coming up this weekend at Santa Anita, uh, Friday is when racing will resume. By the way, that's Ryan's birthday. So if you see him, tell him happy birthday. Happy birthday, Ryan. Um, it is the Charity First Handicapping Challenge. And also uh, there's a which we'll call it free Fridays and drink specials and the golden hour pick four and golden hour double. 
On That's Saturday, fun. the feature is the Autumn Mist. It's a grade three, and we're going to have the Pumpkin Patch and Fall Fest on both Saturday bring your kids. and Sunday. Bring your yeah, kids. Yeah, bring your kids. And then Saturday is the USA Street Food Awards, so that should be delicious. Ooh. Um, and then Sunday is pretty much all the same, including the Sports Lounge. And don't forget, on the weekend, you can play the Pickums, which is props. Um, so it's a little bit of real sports, a little bit of uh, TV, a little bit of racing, like Last week it was like, will Peter Miller win, you know, zero to one, two oh, to three cool. or four more races uh, for Flavian. It was like, will he win X many of races a day? Who will win more races like JJ Hernandez and Rispoli or, you know, Flavian. So oh, that's there's cool. props like that, that you don't actually take handicap. You just do this. I would take Flavian. Right? <laughs> well, so there's stuff like that. So I think those are really fun if you're in the mood to play those. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Michelle. I, again, thank you so much for, for calling up Chris Walsh and getting her on the show today. I want to reiterate one last time, and I know you're rushing to get to Del Mar, but um, $5,500 and they're in the Breeders' Cup. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that yep. if if you're listening to the show, as we always say to new owners, you, you don't have to spend a fortune to get in this game and to get a good horse. It happens to people, and it happens to good people. Chris Walsh, uh, I, I cannot tell you how how inspired I am and, and how much I'm looking forward to seeing California Angel in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Philly Turf. Ditto. She's going on all my tickets now. Obviously. All right, Michelle, we'll have something fun next week. I'll be down in Del Mar. You'll be down in Del Mar. Maybe we'll get together and do a live show somehow from the Breeders' Cup, and we'll get some uh, uh, another great guest. But today – Beautiful job by you. I really, really appreciate it. And everybody, thank you to all of our sponsors, TaylorMade Stallions, uh, Del Mar, Santa Anita. We really appreciate it. And especially all you listeners out there, thank you very much for making this show uh, a really incredible success here on the In the Muddy Media Network. Um, I can't tell you, Michelle, how many people come up to me and like, hey, man, I love your show. I'm like, seriously, you you, you listen to our show? Yeah, oh, I, I, I look forward to it every Thursday. I'm like, that's crazy. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, because you think sometimes we're just talking to air, but people to are ourselves. listening and, <laughs> and, and we really appreciate it. So, uh, Michelle, I can't wait to see you, uh, this weekend at Santa Anita and next weekend at Del Mar for Breeders' Cup 2021. This is the owner's box. Michelle, do your little fun bye. Oh, where are you? You didn't say bye. I lost Michelle. I did. Sorry. Oh, we no, didn't hear I'm you. Back. Can you say your, bye. yeah, there it is. Okay. Bye everybody. Spencer said bye-bye too. <laughs> Bye.